रोशनी का करवा Hi, my name is George Abraham, and welcome to this edition of uh, Iway Conversation. Today, my guest is uh, works in a bank. She is a single mother and is facing up to life solo. Uh, she also happens to be visually impaired right from childhood. She lives in Mumbai, and her name is Payal Jetra. Hi, Payal, and welcome. Yes, hello. Well, thank you so much for having me over. So, Payal, uh, uh, you work in a bank. So, let's uh, uh, let me know. Uh, let our listeners know as to what exactly do you do in the in the bank? What is your job profile? I'm working in Mumbai in a branch, and right now handling digital and NRI banking portfolios. so your clients are all uh, kind of uh, living abroad and uh, yep. th- this has nothing to do with the stock market this is just to do with simple accounts yes absolutely this is uh, nri customers of my bank right and uh, do you also have uh, have to uh, are there face to face engagements involved here or it's more on email and uh, telephone and so on so yes during the end of the year they do visit like in mostly around december january feb so it's nice because throughout the year we are interacting via phone and email so, so then we get to know each other so how do they kind of uh, respond when they see that you are visually impaired is there anything uh, uh, strange in their reaction or it's just kind of normal oh i would say it's normal okay so uh, obviously during your telephone uh, interactions um, you know you, uh, you don't indicate that you have a vision impairment right only when they see you they might rec- they might uh, realize that you have a vision impairment mm-hmm. yes in email and phone calls they really don't uh, know us like any other employee they don't know who they are whether yeah. it and you know how they look or what they are but uh, it does it did happen in one or two interactions when they came over and i needed to leave my seat and go to another counter to fetch something yeah so that's when you know they they just realized and uh, sort of became more empathetic i i think it's just something that came naturally to them right so um, you had the congenital cataract which means that you were visually impaired right from childhood so how did the family your parents and your sibling kind of respond to you and how did they kind of support you as you grew up my mom had cataract so she was also visually impaired but of course her vision was much more than what mine is not yeah. to that extent right so she kind of uh, knew how to you know take it all how to it just came naturally to her how to bring me up the system around the house you know the color combinations and all that stuff of course 
nobody knew how to handle school challenges yeah so and i had a younger sister who was just a year younger to me right so she was a big support because when we got into school because of the date of birth both of us got into the same grade right so i had a big support system because all the school notes i was in a regular school yeah. so i had that kind of support wherein i could come home and you know catch up with all the notes and i had to come home and sit with my mom and do everything that was done in class so uh, uh, having your sister kind of assisting you supporting you when studying along with you did that mean that um, you didn't have any other friends or um, uh, did you also have friends in your school yes i would say that uh, there were times when i did feel at that point isolated because of the situation and circumstances i i was always sitting on the first bench right so that kind of you know you are only facing the teacher and the blackboard and there's like someone next to you on the bench and all students get to rotate and mix around right and you know you don't recognize everybody at every time except the ones who come and reach out to you and see at that time it was a, a huge class of 60 65 right now there's like 30 40 students in a you know 6th 7th grade right so yes at that point i would feel, i would say that so you uh, graduated in english and uh, what were your uh, at that point of time your professional aspirations what did you want to become in life yes i graduated uh, honors in english literature and i wanted to become a journalist at that point wow so so you you know that uh, there are visually impaired people who are journalists there is uh, a gentleman called garimala subramaniam who is a senior journalist with the hindu in chennai and then there is another gentleman called uh, l subramani who is uh, a journalist with uh, deccan herald in bangalore and uh, there used to be a journalist called jal tarapurwala who was a journalist with the times of india so it's and there are um, usually impaired people who are kind of doing journalism either for uh, newspapers or even for the radio so uh, that wasn't a bad choice but then um, where did life take you so yeah right now i am aware of all the you know names that you mentioned but this was around you could say late 90s 98 99 2000 early 2000 right at that point um, i was not aware and neither was my family i was not so connected to the vi community as i am today right so um, i mean i did a diploma in journalism and uh, but i did not really take it further i believe um, uh, pile you were married for about 8 9 years and then you got out of it and uh, as a visually impaired uh, woman uh, how do you look at marriage what are your views on marriage well um, the first marriage did not work out so i mean there were a lot of issues um it went to a point where i had to step out because there was violence as in not really um uh, what should i say like aggressive violence in the sense it was a violence but it was not like 
violent violent as in you know picking up and stuff it wasn't like it it wasn't a physical thing it was more emotional and uh, uh, basically it was a mental kind of torture kind of thing is it yes it was physical but it just went to about you know pushing and stuff and you know um i thought that is the beginning and even small things like that if they are going on then right. they should not be taken lightly because it was not just that and then i had a child so at that point the best thing for me was to take a call on what uh and i i saw my life to be much bigger than just being in a marriage and trying to pull along so you stepped out and uh, you stepped out with your child and uh, can you tell us the story of how you kind of engaged with your child bringing up a child is no easy task um child is a dynamic uh, entity and uh, has its moods has changes with time you have to kind of nurture the child you have to correct the child you have to encourage the child and you have to kind of respond to the child's needs so as a visually impaired um, mother can you tell us uh, the story yes so like i mentioned it's very very important to stay focused as a parent in today's age either there are parents and caretakers who are on the same page or you may as well do it on your own because uh, if it's going to be bickering in the house all the time then the child is lost and we are doing more damage to him than uh, you know giving him direction we need to be very clear about where we are headed also one of the reasons why i have deliberately chosen to you know um keep my career on a low profile i can pick it up at any time and move ahead with it but i i want to consciously and deliberately balance because this child needs me as much as um the bank needs me and if i have decided to step out on my own then i may as well give it my best shot there yes there have been many challenges uh single parenting yes it is a challenge but then again it's not me it looks like i am alone but i have the whole world with me so it like you could be in a family and you could be doing it on your own and you could be alone and you could have the world with you you yeah, know that's, that's, everybody that's, is yeah, there that's beautifully said can you can you talk a little bit more about it yes so uh, a couple of major incidents that have happened i mean he and i have been living by ourselves for the past 8 years so he developed dengue at one time right he needed to be hospitalized uh, and sometimes you just have to do what is to be done you don't have to think right that uh, what should i do whom should i call this is what the doctor says and this is what is to be done right it's just about taking the right step at the right time so i did have him admitted uh, my fam my sister and brother in law was were out of town at that time so i just right. let them know right and i just took support from whatever came i did not go out of the way the hospital staff was good as it is and honestly speaking there was really nothing for me to do except be there because they right. were the ones doing everything right so uh, so yeah that was uh, dealing with a challenge which happened when your son had dengue dengue uh, 
Uh, but you know, um, uh, you know, a child growing up, you know, would like to go out and play in the park, have friends, and uh, all that. So, uh, did you, being visually impaired, kind of uh, come in the way of all that, or uh, you found ways of even get, providing your child the opportunity of playing around with other children, playing in the park, and uh, grow up like anybody else? what i believe and what most parents with visual impairment are already doing and our children being sensitive in the situation they grow up realizing that they are the ones who come to us right now if you go to a park and you see a lot of sighted children playing around and the parents running after them but in our case it's the other way around because i always taught my child to call and tell me where he is so i would sit on the bench and you know listen to my audio book or listen to fm or you know if i had to catch up with a couple of people then those phone calls so he was the one who would come and tell me i'm on the swing now i'm on the slide now and if i get up and start moving towards the gate he knows that it's time to go home so it's not the other way around where i always had to you know fetch him in fact he would come and say that oh, did you hear my voice from up there right so he was he is conscious of the fact that from very early days that you can't see and therefore he takes the responsibility of keeping you informed yes and and and, and uh, uh, when he started going to school uh, as a mother how do you actually keep track of track of whether he is doing his work or whether he is just fooling around how do you maintain your relationship with the teacher and how do you how do you get feedback from the school i had a uh, uh, plenty of years in teaching before i got married i mean students i was tutoring at home with my mom right so school and interacting with teachers and um, school life has just come to me very naturally as if it you know uh, a part of me right so um interacting with teachers yes i made it a point to go in every single meeting so that the teachers know you can't say i am visually challenged so you know this is the reason why i will not come no right you are visually challenged you have a child like any other and a responsibility more than any other child because your presence makes all the difference it yeah. speaks a lot right it speaks a lot i am here because i want to know what my child is doing right and i would always get a good review i mean grade wise a little bit of musty it's okay all children do that and then you know getting to know other parents other parents knowing who you are right and and the the fun that we have look i'm here where's your class you know yeah so that that's really a game come on he wants to show us so much see this is where i said see this is where my books are it's right. so much fun we want to be you know living through and enjoying through that experience the right. only challenges that uh, i have faced is i have kept informing teachers through the years even now he is in the 8th grade certain subjects where there is science diagrams geography maths yeah and you know there's maths yeah. there's geometry yeah. so just to make them aware that uh, be a little more alert when it comes to his written work and what i've always got is you can always get him to do extra work at home and send it here for correction right that's what they have said so uh, you know uh, children are playful they kind of test their parents they kind of try to push the limits so uh, how do you deal with 
those kind of situation how do you know that you're being uh, being uh, manipulated or how do you know that uh, you know maybe the child hasn't done uh, done his homework or the child is uh, going out to play without doing his studies how do you keep track of all that meaning that could be a challenge yes but uh, i don't look at it that way you know i know that you know he's done all those things which other children do yeah gone to you know played some of those silly games online yeah uh tried to buy a couple of games online tried right. to you know use your debit card stuff and all that right. but then again that's not what only our children do that's what all children do yeah because no sighted a person keeps track of their children 24 by 7 yeah we feel that it is because we can't see but it's not that's not the case that that's what happens with everybody so um i used to do that keep track and all but then i just got bored of it uh, i started making a game out of it so i know what is going wrong but i don't mention it and and um, and and um, you know the, there are things like you know like homework for example you know, i have a child and uh, you know when 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 it comes to uh, supervising and helping with homework uh, it sometimes could be difficult Uh, have you felt it difficult or you've figured out ways of handling it written work yes maths yes um map work yes science diagrams so that's where i have then again it's not about putting all your eggs in one basket so that's where the support system comes in right. i i have almost like 10 to 15 people who can be reached and this is apart from be my eyes the app that we use yeah call for sighted help so i have um, friends in my building i have friends in the complex i have my sister and brother in law uh, in, in case we need to get some work check send it on whatsapp yeah and i have a whole list of people who will help me with maths people who will help me separately with hindi people right. who are really good in marathi right. you know so everywhere we just have to know to tap the right resources at the right time and if one person is not available for hindi then there's another person so it it's never you know uh, it never i've never felt like i'm stuck or i hit a dead end or something you mentioned uh, be my eyes have you used be my eyes as part of your parenting effort yes i did um, once i was taking up his work and uh, he told me that he had written some spellings on the paper like yeah. a dictation kind of test i gave him yeah kept it in front of him and he was looking at the paper but i felt like he was looking somewhere else right i got a little suspicious and i said uh, he said okay i'm done now should i go i said okay can i have that paper he gave it to me and he went i said okay let's call bimais so i called them and i focused the camera and asked them to read out and they told me the papers blank <laughs> and then <laughs> wow no so i uh, i called him later on and i said look i know what it is so he was like oh no now what you know so i'm like no now we just have to do it again that's it so do it again and now he's so used to it so then every time he says now call bimais call call bimais tell them to check my work so that i can go down to play okay and and uh, you know uh, child growing up you know uh, child also kind of notices that uh, you know the mother needs uh, or 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 mother or father depending who the parent is needs support in a particular area and uh, 
he organically kinds of develops um, uh, a kind of a, a routine to kind of rise to the occasion and respond when you know like for example you drop something you know very often i find my daughter kind of picking it up for me without even be asking uh, or or sometimes you know um, you know i'm looking for something and they kind of guess what you're looking for and then they kind of uh, support you so children organically kind of grow up uh, knowing how to respond to a visually impaired parent uh, what has your experience been what you're saying is exactly what happens with all children but then we have to you know sort of um explain to them and make them understand because see it's not only them it's the society reinforcement right for any reason if you're stepping out and your cane falls the child yeah. is with you automatically the reaction will be are mummy papa ka hath pakro you know why aren't you doing this and i think that's not fair because yeah. it's not an it's not like a, oh my god i have a visually impaired parent i have to take care of him what am i going to do you know um and then it it shouldn't be something like that like a drudgery kind of thing like a baggage or something that they are carrying it, they have to enjoy it it's a journey so right. fine if you're with me that's fine if the cane falls it's fine if you help me through it is fine but if you don't it's also fine so for this i had uh, you know developed this little game so you know when i was dressing up once my you know, i i lost earring it fell down somewhere and like you mentioned he came so then i one day sat with him and i said look don't you think that i'm getting kind of you know uh, very spoiled with everything i'm like you know anihar come come get this come get that so but tomorrow you're going to school so what if i just come to school and call you back just to search stuff for me then he's like oh yeah what do we do about it so now then we decided that what i do what he does is he steps back and then he says why are you looking at me it's fallen down no the button so mm. look for it i'm watching <laughs> it and then he'll wait you know like 5 10 mm. minutes so they're so cute and innocent when you find it they start clapping right i believe that you are also kind of staying alone and you've been doing that for a while so as a visually impaired person um, you know how do you mean what 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 are some of the things that you've done to make sure that every day goes smoothly so like i mentioned uh, it's all about being resourceful and knowing to tap at the right resource at the right time yeah uh, when you're not putting your eggs in one basket then you have so many choices so then there's always options even during these past 6 to 8 months it's been such a smooth thing for me i mean we didn't have maids for one or two months uh, that that's even that's been fine because what happens is if your children and your family is so trained with you then yeah. everything falls into place because when we are cooking we are cooking together so where the sighted help is required he knows what he has to do and right. where i am not going to fetch in then so i get to do the cleaning and washing right, right. of the dishes whatever so that's how we so that's how it has been i mean i've had support from my building my society they, we have a complex group i have kept myself involved in the complex and whenever there are functions around i have been going it's not for socializing it's for being a you know part of an inclusive place when you go and attend simple thing like school meetings then i have so many contacts from school right 
right. i have so many people who have offered to cover my child's books there's right. someone in the, the opposite building so she's got two daughters and as soon as the books come she says that why don't you send your set you know your child's books to me right so i mean you you've just got to be in touch with everyone i don't pick and choose any anyone and everyone so right. then there's people whom i know i can reach out for technology there's people whom i know i can reach out for financial guidance there's people around my complex there's so many college girls who who are just you know if i tell them that i'm going to uh, dress up for an office function yeah. they're like so excited they'll come dress me up they'll you know help with the saree with the bangles and everything and then they'll click a pic okay <laughs> and and do they put it on facebook like most kids or <laughs> yeah they, yeah they send it to me they put it on facebook then they'll share it you know right. with me and they'll just i mean it's not about living alone it's just about enjoying right everything that you get can be enjoyed i mean what is what what can be the at the most what's the worst thing that can happen right absolutely no i think i think the point which you make which is very very valid and i think appreciate appreciable is the fact that uh, you haven't you haven't withdrawn into yourself you've gone out and uh, you you made it a point to meet up people in your in your child school you made it a point to meet people in your own building and you made it also a point to uh, what about your social life in your office meaning is uh, kind of do you have friends or is it is it just go to the office and come back a social life in the sense yes there too i'm like enjoying throughout the day from morning to evening that that's again a fun place you know it's right, right. from the time when i go to office right. when i go to office i'm standing downstairs in the building because then it's like i'm uh, you know my share of vitamin d right so i have a pune over there who picks up my bottle and he goes up Right. and they have nice fun then when i come up they'll search that you know ki bottle nai geun ali ads then they'll discuss among themselves right. you know it's so much fun and right. and if i'm you know doing something and i'm listening to jaws and all and they are discussing something then i look up then they'll, they'll tell each other kila marathi pan karte hmm they'll speak in marathi ha so, huh? yeah because it's maharashtra here so yeah yeah so i learned Ma- uh, marathi in fact after coming into the bank okay so it's much fun i mean socializing in the sense uh, of course i don't go out with uh, colleagues and uh, for movies and stuff because then again it's about keeping profession and personal life separate right but all the time that we are working it's always fun right and uh, what's the kind of interaction you have is it about uh, all the time about your needs or what is the kind of conversation you have with your colleagues i never talk about my needs uh not only there but here see yeah. it just giving you a simple example okay i was giving statements one day and the printer that i have is kept far away it's in a server room and right. my desk i have a printer on my i have a pc but the printer is far away right. and when the customer senior citizen comes to me and says look i need a you know i'm not computer savvy i need a printout right so i do give the printout then i get up i know my place around and i yeah. go and fetch try to fetch the print out, print out the uh, statement right i'm not going to sit there and say xyz come and bring it for me and call this pune and that pune right because the way it works is you have to step up <coughs> and when you do kadam loge to duniya aayegi it's not the right. other way around right 
the person comes after me and says ma'am would you please have a seat because uh, i will bring some you know get somebody to bring the print out in case right. there's a genuine need but i am right. not going to go and advertise my blindness and say make it a uh, you know hold because it's just a part of life <clears throat> yeah so, so that's so, how it is i mean even when you go down i'm you know get my ride i'm always going to step up and walk myself if i get help along the i don't want my colleagues to be tied down that they are supposed to xyz is always supposed to reach me at my time because let it be free let it be fun if one is right. not around the other so let me ask you this question uh, how did you develop this mindset I meaning how did did somebody can did you get it because your family was a kind of fun loving family or is it something that you thought of uh, one is uh, how uh, how do you get this kind of a positive mindset and secondly where do you get strength to drive your life forward positive mindset is hereditary <laughs> i would say that okay uh, i mean that's the way i've been brought up my mom i spoke about my mom my dad has also been like that Right. he was married to my mom who had low vision but he knew one thing that you know he's always been with me uh, just just a very silly example uh, you know i went out with him on a bike and yeah. he parked the bike and he said look you stand here and right. uh, i'm going to go fetch something from the shop okay and somebody came and showed me something and i said look uh, i can't see then you know they, when we are small they say are kya dikhta nahi hai and all that stuff yeah and yeah. he started crying Yeah. So then he came back and he said, "Why are you crying?" I said that you know, child came and showed me the balloon and uh, he said, "Why are you looking here and there?" Because sometimes it shows, right? I have cataract and a squint, so it shows in my eyes and all. Yeah. And a simple thing he told me, "Okay, so fine. Tell him you can't see." Hmm. And I'm like, you know, that click, like big deal. I can't see, so that I mean, as a four or five year old, I accepted it. So what's the big deal? I mean, I've never thought of it that way. right and neither have my parents my grandparents or any other person because i don't look at it that way so nobody looks at it that way that is to answer your first question and the uh, uh, strength you're talking about uh, in today's day there is nothing on earth that can really give you that strength you need to draw on something spiritual and divine so i would say that it attribute that to meditation so i've been uh, into raj yoga meditation for a while now yeah and i feel it's just filled my life in okay. all the gaps that i thought were there right okay i already mentioned that uh, i don't go out and reach out to people which initially i used to because even i took a year to you know bounce back so that was the time when you used to think that oh will i be able to do this you know call this one will i be able to do that and right. then i realized that i am calling for xyz reason and people are looking at it from their perspective which is fine right if i am going to call and say you know i want to discuss uh computers and someone else wants to discuss something else or they are looking for company right which is fine but then again it's like uh what should i say it's exactly contradictory to what i want so if i'm looking for something i have a need and somebody wants b they are looking for company i'm looking for getting things you know um whatever financial guidance or i'm looking for technical support or i'm looking to connect with the right person then i'm not getting that response from people yeah. yes realizing that 
it's it's wrong of me to expect because they are looking for something else i'm looking for something else so we are never going to meet right then i realized that the only resource or the only uh, you know where can you draw from everybody right. has their needs and it's wrong to expect people right. so where do i draw from i need something like which is always there which is unending which is spiritual right. and ne- always available you know right not only me my child also so both of us are into uh, meditation and it has made a lot of difference yeah just uh, moving away a little bit uh, you graduated in english honors and uh, <clears throat> your uh, passion was to become a journalist and uh, you got into banking and your life has taken a different turn uh, do you ever uh, regret having done nothing um, nothing with your literature training or do you have outlets for it even today yes i do because uh, because the reason why uh, you know my colleagues and uh, the bank values yeah. me because i still have the writing resource skills right? right so it's about writing to nris it's about all that communication that i still see it's i having done my honors in english literature but there's always a way to channelize it and here right. i'm doing it i'm doing all the written communication everybody knows right you know if there's some written work i write for the bank magazine when there's articles to be written i write right. blogs even otherwise so, so what, what 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 do you write about in your blogs parenting mostly okay and uh, uh, would you like to share your uh, blog id so that people who listen to this if they're interested they could log in and read what's your so there's blog a, there's a website called momspresso m o m s p r e s s o okay momspresso is a parenting website yeah so whatever i've written so far it's uh, you know sometimes it's about uh, bringing up a child as a single parent sometimes it's about me and my visual impairment and you know um a while back we had uh, we we were working on we had this uh, challenge about accessible currency if you remember yes you know where we were discussing about how are we going to do with the new notes yeah. so he he's been totally involved with me and with the vi community and a lot of us right he had thoughts on it right okay he had thoughts on it he had all these thoughts like uh, how are these notes going to fit, fit into the atm machine So mm. I had to capture all that because for me, if we are visually impaired, then everything is captured, and that's my album, you know, right. of memories. Yeah. Right. So on Momspresso, and I have a lot of people who support me on Facebook. You know, simple things that I write. Uh, once or twice, I just wrote about Hindi being a challenge. You know, how do I get? How do I like kind of get his Hindi work read out? What right. he writes and stuff. right and then i had people call me and i you know i've had a big support system right so so uh, so you are still connected with your writing you're still connected with your fun and uh, so far so good your life has moved on and uh, uh, you, have you thought about the future meaning what would are there things that you would still want to do uh, beyond what you're doing today i would say as of today like as i'm speaking to you this moment my life is full and complete and i could take it one day at a time and just enjoy it one day at a time 
there is nothing today that i feel i don't have because everything is so full and complete in fact it's all like uh, overflowing i would say my cup is overflowing so you know it it's just about living and enjoying and taking it one day at a time there's no plans as such i'm just going with whatever is planned for me so talking to you i get the impression this life is about how you look at it and uh, life can be fun if you look at it positively and look at it as uh, uh, like you've done look at it as a fun and many often your interactions with people interactions with your child and um, all that as a kind of a ongoing game that's a very positive way of looking at life and um, and and those people who kind of struggle are normally people who look at life as a burden otherwise so it is wonderful talking with you uh, pile and uh, i think uh, i appreciate and i thoroughly enjoyed uh, your thought on life and your approach to life wish you the very best and i do wish your son ihar the very best and uh, keep smiling keep enjoying life thank you very much thank you so much and thank you to everyone the entire vi community for being there for us i wish ye roshni ka ka